0: to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack. Hi there, and this is Fox Soul. It's Friday, and today we're talking about President Joe Biden's commitment to Russia, the New York attorney general who slapped Donald Trump and his three adult children with a hefty lawsuit. Which NBA coach will be out for an entire season because of an alleged relationship? And guess which former athlete is being called the new... <laughs> welfare queen. Get ready for another round of the political and trending highlights of the week. Please welcome my Friday co-host, activist and radio personality, Dominique DePrima. Hi, Dominique. What's up, Tammy Mac? Political analyst Ed Sanders is here. Hey, Ed.
1: Oh, Let's go.
0: Guest starring for Dr. Oleka is friend of the show and commentator and contributor for Red State, Jeff Charles on deck. Hello, Jeff.
2: Hey, what's up, Tammy? Nice to be here.
0: It is nice to be here today on this Friday. What a wonderful day it is. Let's see how we'll get started. Wednesday, President Joe Biden announced that he's uh, committing another $2.9 billion to Russia to fight world hunger. Reportedly, poverty has uh, been on the rise since the invasion of Ukraine, and Russia acquired an extra $1.7 billion from the U.S. and the World Financial Institution to pay the salaries of staff and different important companies. Now, should that money instead be used to tackle Uh, issues in this country. I'm interested in knowing what you all have to say about this one. I mean, really, we're helping Ukraine, we're helping Russia, (laughs) but we're not helping Americans here. Maybe a little bit, but
3: yeah, comparatively. Uh, Dominique, what are your thoughts on this? Well, look, I'm always for efforts to end world hunger, even if they're international, right? Because it's something that is conquerable. Um, You know, just a few of our billionaires could get together and end world hunger. That said, when we continue to invest money in wars abroad, when we continue to even be able to pony up money for Russia, but we cannot pass the child tax credit to keep 4 million American children out of hunger and food insecurity, there's something wrong with our priorities.
0: Yeah, it. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I listen. I'm I'm a U.S. first. I want to make sure that Americans are taken care of you know first. Um, we always seem to have money to you know billions um, that could come forward for something like this. But in the end game, you know, when you start to look at food insecurity across the world, um, this is an important measure. Uh, and, and I think this money is being well spent. When you look at how the U.S. retreated from its role as a leader in the world, um, I'm really happy to see President Biden stepping forward on an important issue. Um, did I think you just the last say America
3: time... first, Ed? Is that what I just heard you did say? I?
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, did he I? did. He did. I was trying to lead in for Jeff. <laughs> I mean, no, you weren't. You just
2: came out as America first. So next time I see you, I expect you to have a MAGA hat on. <laughs> I, too,
1: expect to that, Ed. Yeah. I, too, expect <laughs> that. No, but I mean, it's uh, to be serious about it, when 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 you've got uh, millions of people that are at risk of trying to figure out where their next meal is, and the U.S. has the ability to help, um, particularly on the confident, uh, continent of Africa, I'm happy to see us spend this money. Okay, Jeff. Yeah, I'm thinking about just
2: renouncing my citizenship and just moving to Ukraine. If I want to get someone from the U.S., that's how to do it. Right. I mean, that's where we're sending all our money. Look, I I agree with everybody that we need to be taking care of Americans here. Now, we can squibble or uh, squabble over how that should be done, but we have no business embroiling ourselves in foreign matters that don't really concern us when we've got people suffering here at home.
0: Yeah, I I find it quite interesting that uh, we leave everything up to the states and then blame the states when there's a homeless problem in, for example, California. And they say, oh, ha, 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 look at California, look at California. But then when we're talking about national issues, it's like, oh, my goodness, we've got to help the rest of the world as if California is separate from the United States. I'm never quite sure how that works out. Uh, Jeff?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure either. I think people don't really think about the inconsistency there. I mean, if we I mean, if we need to spend our money here, then we should be spending it here. And, I, and honestly, I think this is an issue that really conservatives and, and people on the left agree on. Like, I don't think that there's a lot of regular everyday people who think we should be sending all this money to Ukraine or, or anywhere else. Well, here's where the
3: disagreement comes in. Where would you cut? Because I'll start with the military budget, and I'm pretty sure that's not where you would start, Jeff.
2: Actually, I would be open to that. Okay, my yeah, partnership. Yeah, look at yeah, this! Yeah, look no, at we are solving like, this
3: America's problems
0: on the business of being black with Tam and Mac. We've got uh, we've, we've we've got liberals agreeing with conservatives and conservatives agreeing with liberals on this show. I love it. I'm a progressive Tammy. Liberal is a little That's too right. far my to bad. the right for me.
2: Yeah, and Dominique, <laughs> you, you were speaking
1: to my side. I, I was actually side,
0: referring so. to Ed when he said America First. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Progress- that
1: progressive sounding like conservatives. <laughs> Let's do it that
0: way. <laughs> um, listen, it took a woman by the name of Letitia to uh to to go after Trump and um possibly get him. Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, is coming for Donald Trump, and she's making it a family affair. During a press conference uh, Wednesday, uh, James announced the filing of a $250 million lawsuit against Donald Trump, the Trump organization, and three of his adult children, Ivanka, Donald Jr., and Eric Trump, due to allegations of widespread fraud. In addition to seeking $250 million, James wants Donald Trump and his three children, <laughs> three of you, uh, permanently banned from serving as the director of business registered in the, the state of New York. Okay, I'm sure we've got some disagreements here. Um, if officially granted by a judge, this forces the Trump organization to cease operations in New York state permanently. So what are your thoughts on the lawsuit? And do you think Donald Trump and his three children will spend anytime in prison. Now, I I seriously doubt that one, but some other things can certainly be uh, accomplished here in the way of accountability. Jeff?
2: Yeah. I don't think much is going to come of this, honestly. I mean, he's not going to have to pay $250 million. That's not going to happen. He might pay a little settlement depending on what comes out, but if they really had something on him, they would have charged him criminally. Remember, this is a civil matter. They're suing him. They're not trying to levy criminal charges against him. If they had something, that's what they would have done. I think, yeah, you, I think uh, Democrats should place their hopes more on the FBI search of his home more than this New York matter because this isn't going to amount to much.
0: Dominique, I see you shaking your head, but there's a point there. This
3: is civil. Well, no, but that's because the New York Attorney General does not have the authority to bring a criminal case against him. Otherwise, I'm sure she probably would. Miss James is not playing. She is. Uh, a a serious prosecutor. And now we know why she didn't run for governor of New York. She had business to finish up uh, with the 45th president. She has referred the information from that investigation to the justice department. So criminal charges could stem from this Uh, jail time. I don't think so. Significant impact. I think we could see it. Ed, what you got?
1: I think I agree with Dominique. I I, I think the first piece is that, that, yeah, she had to refer um, the criminal matter to the justice department. I, you know, and I think, you know, a common theme over this story and others is waiting for the Justice Department to take action uh, <laughs> against the against the former president. Um, and so we'll wait to see what happens there. But in this case, look, she lays it out. In, and in her press conference, she was really straightforward. You know, it wasn't just that there was one instance. There were just numerous instances where uh, the Trump family organization was undervalued property here, overinflated there, and all in an effort. And to put a sum on it, two hundred fifty million dollars really gives you the the size and scope of how how uh, egregious this was.
3: Tammy couldn't they just turn the company over to Barron?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would imagine so and I'm sure Barron's waiting on it actually. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff how do Republicans feel about this? Um, Are are they divided or is everyone behind Donald Trump and 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 forging with the idea that this is all just a witch hunt?
2: yep you got it that that's that's what a lot of people on the ride are thinking, especially with the civil matter. I don't think people are paying as close attention to it. And and by the way, I am calling it now the Justice Department is going to indict Trump, but it's not going to be over this New York stuff. They're going to wait until after the midterms and they're going to charge him for whatever documents he has for obstruction of justice. I don't know where that's going to go, but I think that's what's going to happen. And that's where you're going to see the real fighting start. But when it comes to these issues, people aren't really paying much attention to the civil stuff because it just doesn't have that much of a bite to it.
0: So what do you think about this whole I can declassify information just by thinking about it. Was that a, a was that a quintessential Donald Trump slip of the tongue?
2: No, that that that's you know Trump talks out of his ass. I mean, but but here's the th- but here's what's going to be interesting because I've talked to to lawyers who are familiar with the situation, and the issue of declassification is probably going to be a big deal. I don't think you can declassify something by thinking about it, but there are going to be questions as to what a president actually has to do to declassify something. I think that, that I think that's going to uh, be a bigger part of this than we think it is.
0: So when we say Trump talks out of his ass, is that is that good for all presidents of the united states to do?
2: I wouldn't say for all presidents no but it is what it is. I mean Biden talks out of his ass sometimes too. They they do it. I mean and Listen,
0: I don't know where Biden talking from sometimes <laughs> to be honest. <laughs>
2: That's, true. That's
0: I, true. I don't even give his ass that much credit.
2: <laughs> I would prefer for them to be. Why more are we talking
0: about day. presidential posteriors right now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dominique, what do you feel about this whole, I can just think this, uh, this, 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 this information to be decl- declassified? I think that Donald Trump
3: needs to hire Jeff Charles because he made it sound like there was some wiggle room. There is a very clear process for declassifying documents. And I have heard several former members of the intelligence agency saying they would have been marked as such. They would have been redacted. They don't just go, whoa, here it's declassified. Y'all dig in. That means it would be available for the public, for you, a journalist, and it would be redacted. It wouldn't just be sitting up there still saying top secret with nothing taken out. So so I think uh, I don't think it's mysterious. I don't think there's a lot of wiggle room. I think it's a problem for the former president. Ed, what do you think about that?
1: You know, listen, I I, I thought it was a PR stunt to begin with. I, I think the judge addressed it right this week where the judge said, okay, so which documents did you want to declassify and put the onus back on Trump to actually identify the, the documents that are missing? Um, and, you know, true to form, they couldn't. So it, it's it's just spin at this point from, from the Trump organization and Trump himself. Uh, there, there isn't much to this.
0: Yeah. Well, since we're talking about Pastiere, we're going to move to a different part of the body when we return and talk about the rise in STD cases on Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack. And the Business of Being Black today are the political and trending highlights of the week, S T. D's are on the rise in this country, according to the CDC. Last year alone had 1.6 million cases of chlamydia, nearly 700,000 cases of gonorrhea, over 171,000 cases of syphilis, and 2,677 cases of syphilis among newborns. Mm. Last year, the rate of syphilis reached its highest since the 1940s. And HIV cases are also spiking, increasing 16% last year alone. What are your thoughts on this report? What's happening? Do you think that there's so much going on in the world today that we kind of forgot about STDs and what it means? Or is there a whole new generation that don't even know uh, about STDs in the way that we once knew? How do you feel about this, Ed? Ed?
1: I, you know, it's troubling, right? Like, and, and layered under the stats that you give are, you know, what's, what's really disturbing is the, the rate of STDs in the African-American community among each of those, those uh, uh, infections that you laid out. Um, you know, this is public education, right? You know, this 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 really comes down to um, we as a community understanding um, what is out there, what's impacting us. Um, when it came to COVID, there was a lot of misinformation around COVID, and we saw the rates of COVID and the infection rate in the African American community. And it's the same in the STD issue. Um, we have to be more truthful, more forthright, and we have to be willing to talk about it.
0: That's a good point. When you mentioned COVID could this be could this rise uh, be a result of the lockdown the pandemic people not being able to go anywhere for two whole years and being stuck in the house with that person. I don't know. Where, Where does this come from Jeff.
2: I'm not sure because I was thinking that exact same thing. But if you're locked down in your home with uh, one person, with one person, then how are you going to be going out, you know, <laughs> creeping while she's sleeping? Right. But, uh, but I don't, I, I think I, I kind of go with, with, with what Ed says. I think you don't see as much of a focus on this issue as I, I saw when, when, when I was younger. So a lot of people are having unprotected sex. And that's really, from what I have read, that's the issue. And I think a lot of the reason why is probably the lack of education on, on the subject. People think that nothing can happen. But now we're seeing that it can. So hopefully there are more campaigns to make people more aware of the risks.
0: Yeah, it definitely. Jeff, I don't know. um, You know, your people on the side you're on, they don't want us to have birth control. They don't want us to have condoms like can you blame the Republicans on this?
2: Uh, no because people still are responsible for what they do and and, mo- and most republicans don't have an issue with birth control per se it's the abortion issue so most people don't care if you want to get condom only clarence thomas contraception and stuff like that yeah he- he's one guy but in general if you if you look at the polling most republicans don't care about that stuff
0: one guy that is the supreme court justice it makes all the difference in the world but
3: um yeah dominique go ahead well, you know, I think there's some reckless behavior that's happened with COVID, too. Not just being locked in the house, but this what the use, you know, the world's going to end anyway. I might as well go have some unprotected sex. I don't know if there's a rule that you can't have on a mask and a condom at the same time, but I do think there's reckless behavior that we see playing out in other ways. People are getting involved in violent behavior, the rise in domestic violence. So I think that could have something to do with it. And yeah, of course, education is always part of it, and that's part of the place where you can put some of the blame on conservatives who like to take away sex education and other kinds of secular uh, training that our students need, so they can learn how to be safe when they come into adulthood. Yeah, I definitely have to blame it on lack of education. You just don't see
0: it as much as you used to in the '80s and and, and perhaps even the '90s. I mean, even the group TLC wore condoms across their eyes and talked about safe sex and then you had salt and pepper let's talk about sex baby you know i i think it it was definitely a campaign uh in terms of getting the word out that safe sex was the way to have sex and we've not had any campaigns like that within the last decade
1: it look you highlighted and and first things first kudos to you for having this conversation right this is this is how um people learn about a topic Um, You know, when you start to see rates of HIV increase, there are accompanying public uh, uh, information campaigns that that are almost immediately kicked into into gear. Um, When you start looking at the rates of infections for African-Americans on STDs, what we don't see are those targeted public campaigns that that can help people understand what's actually going on. And you've got to see that. And that's 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 a Democrat, that's a Republican issue. It's a focus from government that has to, has to come into. Play. And
3: honestly, it's also access to health care. I mean, especially when you look at the disparities when the Af- within the African-American community. Point. Syphilis is something you can have and not know you have it. But every single one of these diseases that we listed have treatments. Most of them have cures. So there's really no excuse for these widespread widespread kinds of, uh, of infections. But, you know, again, we need universal health care. So we don't see these disparities in treatment options between communities.
0: Yeah, I've worked with a, a, the AIDS Healthcare Foundation for about 10 years now, and I did a one-woman show from 2015 to 2018, and we handed out um, safe sex pamphlets, and we handed out condoms at those shows, and we talked about sex uh, post those shows. So um seems like I maybe have to bring that back. It was a great show, Tammy. You should bring it back. Thank you so much, Dominique. Denver approved a $2 million contribution to the Denver Basic Income Project geared towards the homeless. Uh, Up to 140 women, transgender and gender non-conforming individuals will receive $1,000 in cash monthly for 12 months. City officials said the monthly stipends will lift individuals out of homelessness. What impact could this steady source of income have on this group, Dominique?
3: Well, we've seen universal basic income experiments happening across the country, most notably in, in Stockton, which, which is where you know the first high-profile one happened. There are several happening here in Los Angeles in the area. And what the studies are showing is that when people have this extra income, even though it might not be enough to support them, they do things that help them get their lives on track. They fix their cars, they get their teeth fixed, they get their resume done, they get jobs, and also the other interesting and encouraging thing is that they get things for their children that other wealthier children have, like art lessons or, or supplemental tutoring, things that most low-income folks can't, um, cannot afford. And so what we're finding is they don't squander the money. They use it in a way that betters their position in life for years to come
0: yeah I believe California also had something similar. It was more of a lottery uh for for thousands of people to receive that thousand dollars a month
3: right uh, Compton yeah. has one there's one um in south l a there was one in stockton um so it's spreading in california yeah, yeah. it
1: um, look i mean particularly when you've got a vulnerable population and you know we've talked about it before, particularly in the transgender community where Um, you know, safety and, 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 and as at risk when, when you see them in a homeless state, um, look to, to Tomini's point, it's, it's, it's worth the try when you start seeing that people can lift themselves out of poverty or at least get themselves to, um, a state where they're not so vulnerable. I think it's a good program.
0: Yeah.
2: Jeff, what do you think about the program?
1: Yeah, when I read up on it, I mean, if it's a case where
2: it's people who are in need who have fallen on hard times, I have less of a problem with that. I'm not into universal basic income for everybody, but if people have fallen on hard times and they need some help to get out of that and it's temporary, I don't really have an issue with it. I do like the idea of private organizations doing this. I mean, I I believe there was a a private organization leading the charge on this, the public income – basic income project, something like that. I can't remember the name. But one of the things that I also liked is that, you know, it's, it's not given to people who have issues with drugs or mental health because they need other types of help. It's for people. It sounds like it's for people who have fallen on hard times and they need a a, a way to get up. It's not going to solve anything by itself because I mean, rent in Denver is like $2,000 and they're giving them a thousand dollars. But if it helps them to get to a place to where they don't need it, I, I don't really have much of an issue with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't have much of an issue, especially if it's uh, producing the results that Dominique suggests it's producing. I think it's great, and all of America should take a look at that. A new TikTok challenge is sending people to the hospital. It's called the Spicy One Chip Challenge featuring the Carolina Reaper, which is coined as the hottest pepper in the world. People are supposed to eat the entire chip and wait for as long as possible before drinking or eating anything that could quill the fiery taste. And then they're um, to post their reaction online. We, we got a clip. Let's take a look.
1: A whole you eat the whole thing. You got to eat the whole thing. Sweet. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: They seem to be quite unconscious there a little bit. Um, Apparently, a Texas student who participated in the challenge had a seizure and lost consciousness in a classroom. How do we feel about these TikTok challenges? I just, listen, uh, the FDA has had to come out and I'm, it's just interesting that the government has had to get involved to tell people about these TikTok challenges and how dangerous they are. I was just talking about on my radio show about the the NyQuil TikTok challenge where you cook chicken in NyQuil and I'm thinking who in their crazy wrong minds would cook chicken and Nyquil. It doesn't even sound like it tastes good. But this is becoming a little bit much for me. Ed, you've got kids on the TikTok.
1: I'm the TikTok. The you know, um, the milk crate challenge was hilarious, and 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 I, I'm guilty of liking that one, and I'm guilty of liking the 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 ghost with the kids. Um, this one I just don't get. Right, like you know, it just it seems silly, but. I mean, look, if you can stand it, it's a chip. I I don't know why the kid passed out. And that's that's probably like the bigger question to me, because if, if kids are passing out, then obviously you got to do something about it. But right. to make it funny, man. I, I You know, as long as they're creative, go for it. Jeff? Yeah, well, this particular one, I mean,
2: that kid could have had some other issues. I mean, I'm not hearing about kids just passing out or having seizures nationwide because they're eating this chip. But, you know, I like spicy food as much as the next guy. This is not something that I would do, but- I, I, I don't mind watching other people get their mouths burned out if that's what they choose to do.
0: <laughs> Dominique, it seems like you might be the one disagreeing here.
3: No, I'm just saying this is why we have to teach our children critical thinking and encourage common sense. Because anybody can tell you to do anything for likes and it can have all kinds of unintended consequences. That part. That part. If you jump off of a cliff, if your friend jumps off
0: a cliff, are you going to jump off the cliff too? <laughs> yes, I, I would be the friend that jumps off first. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> Come back. We'll get back into the trending and political topics on today's episode of Business of Being Black. But for now, the trending topic are my Bombas. Bombas' mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas design their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, Seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles made with sweat wicking yarns, which means your feet stay cool while the rest of you works up a sweat. Bomba's no show socks are designed for comfort while being specifically engineered never to fall down. Yeah, that curse is gone. So let your ankles be free to soak up the sunlight. Ooh! chow. And soaking up the sun has been a bit much in Los Angeles lately because this 113 degree heat has been heavy, but not on my Bamba socks. They actually feel cool, comfy. The sweat wick makes them light and free and let me not even start with my Bamba's undies. Talk about free. My bum feels good and my Bamba's better get you some. Bamba's t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and being the perfect perfect weight. So they hang just right. Bomba's underwear is so breathable and fits so well that it feels like you're wearing nothing at all in a good way. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bomba's donates one for every item you buy. So far, Bomba's customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to Bombas.com slash B-O-B-B and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash B-O-B-B for 20% off. Again, that is Bombas.com slash B-O-B-B. Now that I've handled that business, back to more business of being black with Tammy Mack. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack, and today the Business of Being Black is or are the political and trending topics of the week with my Friday co-host Dominique DePrima is here. Hi, Dominique. Hi, Tammy Mack. And we've got Ed Sanders. What's up, Ed? Hello. And of course, guest starring for Dr. Oleka is Jeff Charles. Hi, Jeff.
2: Hello, Tammy.
0: So recently on the Aloe Mindful podcast, Kanye West made a surprising reveal. He said he doesn't read books and added reading is like eating Brussels sprouts for me and talking is like getting the Giorgio Baldi corn ravioli. Is Kanye sending the wrong message to children about literacy, especially to the children attending his private school, Donda Academy? Well, I... <laughs> Listen, y'all, this this is so funny to me, because how do you talk if you don't read? I'm confusing. Well, then what the hell are you talking about? Okay, go ahead, Dominique.
3: He reads. Kanye is lying because... He is a master of promotion. He knows how to get me to talk on my radio show, you to talk on your radio show. He knows how to get lips flapping. I was more impressed that he said that Sway does have the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we need to get Sway to tell Kanye to read. But that's because, listen, that's because
0: Sway reads and Kanye doesn't. And that's why Sway has the answers and Kanye doesn't. Anybody who thinks slavery was a choice, I believe they don't read. (laughs)
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, I'm with Dominic. I think master promoter on this, but you know, anytime you 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 get Kanye on an issue, and you get a chance to one bash him, but at the same time, you can lift up an issue, right? Like the reason why we're talking about it is for our community. The rates of proficiency and reading are incredibly low, and so if you can take a moment and and you know what you see in him, right? The Donda Academy, you see it in LeBron. Folks are starting to take control of their education process, right? And if you throw out the whole conversation about whether he reads or not, what you see is that he's trying to set folks up to understand that you take control of your own education process. Don't just leave it to the schools. You see it in the sway has the answers piece. He's going on the business route, separating himself from Adidas and Gap. The same thing can be done on the education side, and hopefully we grow from it.
0: Look at how dumb I am. I don't read. Go to my academy, Donda, so you can. <laughs> I'm really not sure what this message is sending. Even Lebar, LeVar Burton said, look, I'm not clear on what the message is that he's sending to children when he says he doesn't read. He's a billionaire. He is a billionaire. Let me, I, I would like to share a story with you all. It's very quick. Um, I, I did not want to go to college. I was totally against college because I felt like growing up all my life, I had been poor. My father went to college and got degrees with an S my mother had gone to college, but then I had aunts and uncles who'd never gone to college and made more money than my parents. And I thought, what am I going to college for? Clearly I don't have to, to make money. So when I see this, I think Kanye West, and I think that there are so many um, children, young adults looking at him going, he's a billionaire. He doesn't have to know how to read. Well, I mean, obviously Adidas and Gap Uh, has taught him better now, but, uh, but this is what the example shows. Like Kanye say, he doesn't read. He's a billionaire. Why should I have to learn how to read or learn how to add or learn uh, what part of the country I'm in? Like, this is really the, the example that he's sending and it frightens me to no end Jeff.
2: Yeah, and I understand that, Tammy. But I mean, first off, I, I'm a Dominique. I'm sure he's read at least one book throughout his lifetime. I don't believe when he said he's never read a book. And, I, uh, you know, and I would think that the kids going to a school probably didn't even see that podcast. But yeah, it does. Oh, set... don't think that, Jeff. Oh, no, no, no. Don't think that. You well, would be sadly mistaken. <laughs> but, 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 but if we're talking about setting an example for young adults, yeah, it does set a bad example. At the same time, if you're getting your cues from one person like Kanye West, then you got to take more responsibility and get good role models the the good thing he's doing here is that he's he's built a private school and this is a great thing he's not using the government he's doing it with his with with, with his own with his own wherewithal and this these are more of the uh, more of the solutions that we need here in america especially in black america so yeah i mean it probably wasn't the best thing to say but i'm not gonna let the perfect be the enemy of the good the focus here is what he's doing to educate kids
0: But what I'm saying is, and uh, I mean, we can argue about whether he's a good or bad example. He is an example. (laughs) People look up to him. And I don't mean just kids. I mean, adults, grown adults look up to Kanye West. Young adults look up to Kanye West. Kids certainly look up to him. And so he is a billionaire. And why should I have to go to Donda Academy um, to learn how to read or do anything for that matter when you are, I want to bring up the point one of my producers just said, um, his mother was an educator
2: Mm
3: -hmm. and she was his rock. But you know, the other thing is that we know according to assemblyman, uh, Reginald Jones-Sawyer, who I just interviewed in the state of California If you are not reading at a third grade level by the third grade, you have an 80% chance of being institutionalized. So you become fodder for the prison industrial Mm -hmm. system. And literacy is a real crisis in our community. That said, I think kids today are smart enough to know Kanye is doing Kanye. I bet you he's read them contracts. I bet you he's read those those deals uh, that he signs with banks and the like. I don't think kids are that gullible. I don't know. He's so mad at Gap and Adidas.
0: I'm thinking, well, look, it was your choice to sign them contracts. Why are you mad?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with Dominique on that one. I really don't think that people are going to see what Kanye said and said, oh, well, I guess I don't have to read. I, I, I don't think that, that there are a lot of people who are going to do it. I'm thinking too much into
1: it. I'm being too harsh. It's yeah, a question of read yeah. what, right? Like, we know he's reading his contracts. I, I don't read sappy love stories, so it is what it is.
0: Well, Ed, you got to get into sappy love stories. How are you going to keep your marriage alive? Kanye's <laughs> <then, laughs>
3: reading them DMs, too. We know that for
2: sure. Adam Levine was, too. Oh! That, dude, that dude's been reading.
0: <laughs> All right, let's move on to, um, man, the topic... Of all topics, it's been all over the news and uh, can't get away from it. I myself didn't even want to talk about it, but uh, here we are. Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka. I said that right, y'all? Because I don't you may Udoka, is officially suspended. Effective immediately for the entire 2022 through 2023 season for his role in an alleged intimate relationship with a female member of the Celtics staff. Uh, it was deemed a violation of the franchise's code of ethics. So what are your thoughts? I have so many thoughts on this, but uh, let's talk about it, Ed. You're a sports
1: enthusiast. Well, you know, look, let's just start from a Lakers perspective. It's great. Let's get the Celtics out. I'm about here. to say,
0: what do? It's like, how are we bringing the Lakers into this? Okay, okay. Everything
1: starts with the Lakers, you know? Like, good. <laughs> you know, uh, he did too good of a job last year. Um, you know, look, I, I'm sure there's more... Here to it. It seems to me that, one, this is a personal issue between um, two consulting adults as, as, as far as I can hear. I'm surprised to see an organization suspend somebody for a year, and I have questions about whether a, an employer can do that. If you're going to fire him, fire him. Suspending him for a year is, in essence, firing him. I, you know, I, I, I don't think anyone expects him to come back to the bench next year. Um, but ultimately, when I look at this, I mean, for poor Nia, we a horrible way to find out about something like this, right? Um, you know, if they hadn't discussed it and she's finding out about it on Twitter or, or shortly before uh, this thing hits the press, I feel for her, I feel, I feel for her sons. Um, as I understand, they've got a 10 or 11-year-old son between them, and that that's just got to be uh, tortures for them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Jeff? Jeff?
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was weird, too, like that they're suspending him. I'm like, you know, if, if what he did was serious enough, you either let him go or you keep him on or, you, you know, whatever. So I thought the whole thing was weird. I, I don't know all the details. I do know that I, I question his judgment. I mean, anybody who would cheat on Neil Long has got some serious issues going on. And maybe he doesn't need to be a coach. And maybe he has some stuff that he needs to, to sort out because, wow, <laughs>
0: I had a listener call me and say, I don't care if he wins nine championships with the Boston Celtics, he'll always be a loser to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, but you know what, if we're going to start suspending every grown adult who's having a consensual relationship with somebody at work, All of America is going to shut down. I call BS. There is something else going on here. Somebody's mad about at this brother about something else. Management wanted him out of there for another reason. I think it's BS. I do not see how this is legit. You're going to start punishing people for having consensual relationships? Look, I, I feel for Nia too, but you don't know. They may have talked about it. They may have worked it out. She may be in on it. We're making a whole bunch of assumptions. What I know for sure is that this is the targeting of an African-American man. And once again, we see the double freaking standard where, you know, I bet you if we uncovered and sent some private eyes after the executives of that team, we find a whole bunch of consensual uh, intimate relationships that would be considered improper. So
2: off with their heads. (laughs) Maybe somebody should do that. That's a good idea. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) should hire a private investigator. Listen, you need to look at everybody's business and see how they react. I would love to see the results of that.
0: You need to look no further than the Twitter detectives for that. I'm sure they will find everything we need within the next 24 hours. I do think it's unfair. I agree with you, Dominique. It's definitely somebody is mad, mad. And what they're mad about, the Boston Celtics have yet to tell us because it is just, it's pure anger
3: to tell a man he cannot work for a year which I mean, means- like, Don't even start with the players. You'll have no team left. I mean, you start investigating everybody, <laughs> see who's having some side big deal over here and deal over there. You know, the side pieces come out the woodworks. I, I just I'm so against this. It feels so invasive and so wrong and unfair.
0: Everybody, I'm just for because
2: it's Nia Long. You don't cheat on Nia Long. I mean, that's horrible.
0: That is not the point, Jeff. Uh, but we, but we have, but man. we have deduced that you are a huge Nia Long fan. He's DMing her right now, Tammy. He is DMing her right <laughs> yeah, now. I, I,
2: I did it once. I found out, Nia. You know, I'll shoot my shot. You know, I'm, I'm yeah, here. Yeah, I, I think it's
0: unfair. Um, and I this is will probably be a controversial statement I I should make, but as a woman, I'm going to make it. Um, I think it's unfair also that if this was consensual and that we're putting him out on blast, and that he's getting punished for it, where is the consensual partner in this? Because if you don't tell us who that is, then it becomes problematic for the Boston Celtics organization because you start to assume, or the internet, like we just talked, starts to assume and begins to pinpoint the wrong person and other people get pinned with whatever this offense is that shouldn't fairly be accused of it. There is something afoot here and it is not good. And the Boston Celtics do not want us to know, but somebody is mad at email. We'll move on. Mad, mad. I mean, real. mad.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I got my own thoughts in my head, but you know, they're not factual. So I can't say them out loud.
1: So you think they should publish, they should put out a picture of, of the, of the, the lady. Yeah, i thought they already did yeah
0: it's already out no 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 i don't i don't think i don't think there is i don't think there is a name that's out that is official uh, what i've seen no. online are several different pictures of different women oh. so there are people saying it's this woman there are people saying it's that's let's take a quick break Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack. And the Business of Being Black today are the political and trending highlights of the week. Um, I want to make myself clear. Um, Ed, you asked, should there be a picture of the woman uh, who had the affair with uh, the Boston Celtics coach? I do not believe that. What I believe is that his uh, business shouldn't be out either. That's what I believe. I believe uh, it should be equal, you know? And, 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 and we shouldn't know that he did it And we shouldn't know that she did it. It should have been something that the Boston Celtics handled privately. That's what I believe.
3: I also want to be clear. I'm not saying, you know, everybody go cheat on your spouse and, you know, do whatever you want at work. But I feel like it's a double standard because there are lots of people having consensual affairs at work, whether it's in policy or outside of the policy, and they're not getting suspended or fired.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: Think of who gets suspended for an affair at work like i i haven't heard of that anywhere
0: right listen I, it reminds me of the royals since you know queen elizabeth the just uh, passed away but i i i do believe that the story is that uh uh the reason she became queen is because her brother was in love with a a woman who they didn't want to be a part of the Royals. And so he left the Royal family and that's how the queen came to be. So most of the time, what happens is if it's a situation where you can't do it at work, you just decide to leave and you be with that person. But I mean, even Bill Clinton didn't get suspended for an affair at work, you know, and he (laughs) was the president. So yeah, this is somebody is really mad and this has happened on several occasions and several sports reporters have said that this is not unique. It is common amongst coaches, executives and players and that it always goes underneath the rug and it's never made public. And so somebody is really mad at this Boston Celtics coach and they want to teach him a lesson and show them who they are. Somebody is really mad. Mark my words. Mark my words. Remember I said this on this day, somebody mad, something coming out. All right, let's move on to another another athlete. Former NFL quarterback Brett Favre is catching heat for his alleged role in a years-long welfare scheme. Text messages reveal that former Governor Phil Bryant helped Favre in his alleged scheme to divert federal welfare money to build a volleyball stadium with a price tag of more than $5 million at the University of Southern Mississippi. Favre's uh, daughter played volleyball at the University of Southern Mississippi before transferring to Louisiana State University in August. What punishment should he face for his alleged involvement in this scheme? The Internet is now calling Brett Favre the welfare queen.
3: Is that appropriately titled? absolutely is appropriately titled, especially if you look at the facts of Mississippi and how hard they are on actual poor people that really need that money. There's like an 80 percent rejection rate for people that are applying for general relief in Mississippi, regular poor people that are trying to feed their kids. But they've got millions for this very wealthy white man to build a stadium. This is problematic, not just because it's fraud, but because it's morally reprehensible.
1: It. Yeah, and I, I, there's another angle here, right? If and I, you know, I don't think that there's any doubt that if Brett Favre were a black athlete, that this conversation would be different. That we would have been talking about prosecuting him. In fact, I think the prosecutor in the case, um, when when mentioned that he was going after Favre and the 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 governor at the time, they fired that prosecutor, right? Um, this country has this fascination. Our media and our prosecutors have this fascination with going after black athletes. Um, I think I've seen cases of like healthcare care fraud or uh, I think there was some PPE fraud, NFL athletes, whatever, but black athletes. And they love to prosecute them and show them in the press. Uh, what's not happening here is a prosecution of Brett Favre, and that needs to change really quick.
0: Really quickly. I remember there was a football player, a college football player, I think it was, who stole like $100 worth of crabs.
1: Yeah, James y'all remember Winston. that?
0: Yeah, yeah and James and Wilson. and they made him out to be like the uh, just a monster. I'm like, Ugh. So and <laughs> <laughs> right, it was I'm like hungry. a hundred <laughs> at Florida State, right? Florida right. State, and they made the man out to be a monster. Here is Brett Favre, and it's like Dorty 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 Dorty. Oh,
2: you know, Jeff. Yeah, I think what's really gross about this is, for, I mean, there's a lot that's gross about this, but first off, I mean. Brett Favre and the people, the other people that were involved in this, they're already wealthy. They could have funded that thing themselves. They didn't need to coordinate with the government to steal it from welfare recipients. I mean, I read yes. you know, like the former wrestler Ted DiBiase was in on this too. Yes. I used to, to have Ted DiBiase back in the day. But I did you know, but, too! Yeah, but my thing that this is yet another reason why I don't trust government. I don't care whether it's state, federal or local. I don't trust government because they do stuff like this and it flies under the radar and nobody's ever held accountable. It's not just Brett Favre that needs to be held accountable, whatever government officials who were involved with this need to also be thrown in jail. I don't know what the normal sentence for something like this is, but they need to get above what the average is because this was totally egregious.
1: Totally. There was a governor involved here. I mean, there was a former governor of the state that was involved yeah. in this. I, you know, I look, I think, I think Brett is going to pay a penalty for this. I think, you know, the justice department is going to come after him for this, but you know, when you look at this, that governor knows full well what was happening. Right. And, 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 you know, this is an official that, that should be held to the highest standards. And I, I expect that governor to, to really face charges here.
2: See, I I don't agree. I I don't think he's going to face charges. If you're in the government, you're usually protected. Every now and then you might get somebody, but when you do something like this, you're going to be protected. Why is that, Jeff? Because we don't hold our government accountable. I mean, you see mm. this at the federal uh, federal level a lot. I mean, even throughout the years, you'll see somebody who is corrupt, and they maybe get a slap on the wrist, and that's it. It happens at the state, and I've seen a lot of corruption, even at the local level. A lot of these people are basically untouchable. And until that changes, we're going to see more of this malfeasance.
0: The reason why it won't change is because the government is not going to punish the government.
3: Well, you know, I I, well, I understand that bill. conservatives have this anti-government bent, but they still like to drive on government-built roads, and they still send their kids to government-built schools, and they still like government firefighters and government cops to come and but save. That me. Doesn't
0: mean corruption. So chief.
3: it's oh, nice and government bailouts brush. and government bailouts. Let's not leave. and government bailouts. So it's nice to paint a broad brush and use this criminal activity to go against government. But government actually does a lot of good things that we need and want in our lives. And so I think what we need to get rid are criminals more than government.
0: Our criminals within the government? That right. too. Yes. <laughs> but, the, but the problem is that the people who are making the laws are breaking the laws, and then they're making laws that
3: protect them from breaking the laws. Is that not... I mean, I suppose that happens in cases, but there's also plenty of cases of corrupt government officials going to jail, right? Right now, we see at least, what is it, five investigations against our former president. Maybe he'll get off with a slap on the wrist, maybe he won't. But the investigations are underway, and there is a possibility that our American justice system will work. It often does. Do people get away with crime? Yes, inside and outside of the government.
2: Our justice system doesn't work when it comes to officials of the government. We always talk about police. Police abuse their authority, and they get away with it. Very few of them even get indicted. And of the ones who are indicted, it's about 30% who even get convicted and go to jail. So
3: So we need to end qualified immunity, right? So you agree we need to end qualified immunity, right? Yes. Sign on with Ayanna Presley's bill to end qualified immunity.
2: I don't know all the particulars of her bill. I am okay with ending a qualified immunity, yes.
3: Wow. Okay, Jeff, look at you.
0: We're all bipartisan. Like, that's today. my
2: libertarian side. Like, I'm not, ah. you know, I don't, I don't, mm. if it, when it's a government official who has given, grant, been granted the authority to violate our rights and they carry guns, then yes, they should be able to be held accountable when they overstep their boundaries. It's cut and dry.
0: So I want to make a correction on Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, it was her uncle that was king and he abdicated the throne and her father became king. Right, the- right, 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 right. So I wanted to make sure that I corrected that. So, who who went to the movies this weekend to check out Viola Davis? Oh, my goodness. This past weekend, the historical action epic The Woman King helped pull cinemas out of the box office (laughs) with a strong $19 million opening defying industry and its studios' uh, expectations while making history for a film headlined by a predominantly Black female cast. Talk about the importance of us establishing our own legends and franchises and the lie that Hollywood has told us over and over and over again about how we don't sell at the box office, how a black man being a lead will never sell, how a black woman will never sell, how a black cast will never sell, how a black female cast will never sell. Let's talk about all of it, please. Dominique, I'll get around to you later because I know you had an exclusive conversation with the director, Gina Prince-Bythewood, uh, Jeff, let's talk about it.
2: Yeah, you know, I haven't seen it yet. I plan on seeing it this weekend. Um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, complaints about it about as far as historical accuracy. Um, but I've talked to members of my family who have seen it, and it sounds like some of that might be exaggerated. So I'm I have an open mind. I'm not. I haven't formed my opinion yet. You know, when you see stuff on Twitter, usually it's not quite uh, in line with the truth. So I'll, I will make my judgment <laughs> when I see it. It sounds like a very interesting film. I'm sure Viola Davis did an excellent job. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. Well, you know, movies
0: always take you know creative
1: liberties. Ed, yeah, sure. the action and the scenery is just is stunning in it. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Looking forward to seeing it this weekend. Um, I think you know the negativity that I've seen on on social media is unwarranted. It, you know movies like this when we're talking about taking control of our own production direction, um, there's nothing but good things that can be told. If there's a little stretch, Dominique, of a story, let me get
3: Dominique in here. Go ahead, yeah. Dominique. it's funny, it's romance, it's action, it's lots of black women doing amazing performances, but also great performances from black men, some fine black men. It's really a great movie. And Gina Prince Bythewood dispels a lot of the misinformation. She did a rewrite on this, it's not just white women in writing it she worked with historians the complaint that they don't deal with the Dahomey in the slave trade is not true go see it for yourself it's great that is the business
0: of being black with tammy mack on fox soul Bye, dominique ed and jeff peace
2: next time someone needs to send you money tell them to use zelle with zelle the money goes straight into your bank account and it typically only takes minutes between enrolled users and even if the sender uses a different u.s bank it still works Plus, Zelle is already in over 1,600 banking apps, so you probably won't have to download another one. By the way, make sure the sender has your correct U.S. mobile number or email address so the money goes to the right place. Look for Zelle in your banking app today. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own to always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem-solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com.